Second Pesach podcast. This is about this year's unique schedule. This year Pesach falls on a Matzei Shabbos. That means that Erev Pesach, if you're following, is on Shabbos. Dun, dun, dun. And this creates a lot of um, scheduling difficulties and some very interesting halachic questions. And so here are some of the questions that we've received. Number one. How and when do I burn the chametz? Number, number two. two. How does Shabbos work with no chametz and no matzah? And number three. How do I prepare the family for a matzah Shabbos Seder? Okay, those are the three questions. So first of all, there is a sheet that we publish. You can find it on the Beth Jacob website, Beth Jacob emails, in which there is a full Q&A that goes through um, some of, it goes through the full schedule and mo- the, mo- the most common questions about uh, this upcoming Shabbos. But let me go through some of the major points. Okay? Yes. Okay, so before you start going through the major points, um, it is, you know, it's a funny thing because very often, and I mentioned this in actually the pod- first podcast, you have questions that cancel each other out. For example, this Purim was, the Purim was also, the Purim was on Friday, which is a strange time for Purim. And it was also, at least for us in Atlanta, our first Corona Purim because all the restrictions began right after Purim last year. And um, I found that people were asking two questions that seemed to be contradictory. Some people were asking, you know, what am I going to do with my kids? Um, we're not having our pseudo with anyone else. We don't have all, you know, Kitty McGillar reading. We don't have dancing, etc. My kids are going to be bored all day. And some people were asking, how are we going to get everything in? It's a Friday. It's so short. It's going to be so stressful. And the best was when the same people asked the same both questions together. And, um, you know, very often there are situations that have kind of, you know, two sides of the same coin and they can either both be stressful or we can use them to kind of balance each other or cancel each other out. So the same thing I think is true here. It is true that because Erev Pesach is on a Friday, there are more things that need to be done before Shabbos. I'm sorry, because Erev Pesach is on Shabbos. We need to do things, um, make sure that things are done on Friday before Shabbos begins. And there are a lot of things about Shabbos that are quite different than an average Shabbos and obviously than an average Erev Pesach. On the other hand, because things are done, they're done. And Erev Pesach is... Um, a crazy busy day for almost anybody, no matter how well prepared you are. And if you're too prepared, then it almost becomes stressful because it's like, I feel like there's something that I need to be doing. (laughs) And um, when we know that things have to be done early, and this year they have to be done early, there are certain things that have to be done on Friday, you can't do certain things on Shabbos, you can't prepare for Yantif on Shabbos. You don't have that choice. Um, it really changes that era of Pesach from a time of having so many things to do and being very stressful. And also on top of all those things that you have to do, you have to break, take a break from all those things that you have to do to rest so that you're rested for the Seder night to a day on which you are kind of like by nature restful because you don't have, like, because that's the only thing to do. And um I found that to be really very interesting that some people's reactions, the first reaction that I got to the fact that, you know, the first time I thought of it, that Erev Pesach was on Shabbos was someone who said to me, wow, I can't wait to be able to stay up for the whole Seder (laughs) because usually she's running around until the very, very, very last minute and she can't even make it halfway through Magid. She is asleep on the table. 
And she said, and this year I won't be because Erev Pesach is Shabbos and I just won't have the choice to stress myself out till the very end. So it's true that my husband's going to now give you a laundry list of all the things that are going to be different. And that list can be overwhelming. But really, um, we're not doing anything that we wouldn't normally need to do. We're just doing it at different times and a little bit in a different way. And doing it earlier and doing it at different times has an advantage as well, which is that we go into Pesach not super last minute because we just don't have that choice. Right. As my father used to quote the Rashi uh, on, in, on the Pesukim of Shabbos, Rashi says, Ba'as Shabbos, Ba'as Menucha, Nigmurah My father used to point out that he thinks that's Rashi's own original poem. And it, it just, the, the feeling that that conjures up for me is that... Uh, Shabbos is here. The work is done, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. and you just have, you just you get to accept it and and just be, and uh, and this year that's that's um, you know that's wonderful to go into Pesach with that rest restful experience. Okay, so but before we rest, there's stuff to do. <laughs> exactly. For example, this year we search for chametz on Thursday night. Thursday day is actually the time of Sabachoros. That's when we uh, that's when the firstborns fast or rather they um, start fasting and then attend the seum, usually. I look at the show schedule for the seum list. So that's Thursday morning. It starts at 6.22, by the way. Then Thursday evening is when we search for chametz. We search for chametz immediately at nightfall, as soon as you can. Nightfall is 8.29 here this year in Atlanta. <clears throat> and it's interesting, why is it that B'dikas chametz is done on Thursday night? You would think it should be done when? Friday night. Friday night, right, because that's Erev Pesach. Very good. But it can't be done on Friday night. Why? Because then you can't have a candle. Exactly, because you can't have a candle. What does that mean? Because the candle is... Um, you can't light the candle, obviously. And since and if, even if you had a lit candle, that candle would, would be muksa. So the candle part of the procedure is such an integral part of B'dikas Chametz that the Chachamim taught us that we cannot, therefore we can't check on Erev Pesach. We have to pull it back to Thursday night. And uh, just as long as I'm mentioning the candle, um, you know, there are stories told of uh, great uh, gedolim, rabbis of old, that would search their palatial homes of exactly one room. <laughs> and they would go, you know, at nightfall and be in there all night doing Midikas Chametz. The question is, what exactly were they doing? Um, so, yes, it's true. They were probably checking very, very carefully. But if you check very, very carefully in a very, very small spot, it don't take that long. So what were they doing? So there's an, there's an additional spiritual element to B'dikas Chametz. As the verse says, Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam. The soul of man is compared to a ner candle. And as we're searching around for our physical Chametz, we're also to, meant to be searching around uh, for our spiritual chametz, chametz, sor shaviisa, the uh, leaven in our souls, our ego, our puffiness, that's something we should uh, be also engaged in getting rid of. And uh, we search for that with a flame, and we try to light up those parts of our souls that need to be cleaned. But a flame, in addition to providing light, also flickers, and it goes up and it goes down. Um, they're tantalizing to watch. And similarly, our connection to our souls and how we feel uh, and our spiritual connection to ourselves and to Torah flickers. It goes up and it goes down. And that's okay. That's part of the message of Nerashen Nishmas Adam. To recognize that that flame is always there, 
It's always flickering. And uh, sometimes it's felt more and sometimes it's felt less, but we still go about the mitzvahs the same way. Okay, that's a beautiful idea. So after I look for chametz on Thursday night, when do I burn the chametz? Okay, so you burn the chametz on Friday day, and the chametz should be burned by 12, 28 p.m. Even though I'm allowed to own chametz until Shabbos at the same time. Exactly. We still burn chametz on Friday, and you're going to keep a little bit of chametz around. Now, when you burn the chametz on Friday, you'll say the kol chamir paragraph, nullifying the chametz that you don't know about, um, but but then you're going to have some chametz with you. But okay, so but we're still going to keep some chametz for Shabbos. Exactly. So let's talk about how. So that how works. does that work? Because my whole house is Pesach tick, but I still need to have some chametz around. Right. So, the food that you're going to serve this that that Shabbos is coming up. Shabbos is going to be non chametz food. That's the simplest, smoothest way of going about it. Start your Pesach food early, but you still have to have. Some chametz in the form of lechem mishnah. That... So basically, I'm having a Pesach meal with chala. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how does that work? Um, you start off the meal with your chala, your two loaves. It's recommended to use small, soft, uh, fresh chala rolls because they're less crummy or pitas or whatever it is. But as long as you dispose of it properly, it really doesn't matter what you use. Okay, so a good idea would be to put out like a plastic tablecloth that will catch all the crumbs and I can just wrap it up. Exactly. Or, or tissues, anything that will catch the crumbs. So you start the meal with nothing on the table. You, uh, except for that plastic tablecloth, you take out your carefully wrapped challah, take it out, you wash, uh, make kiddush, you wash, and then you partake of your lechem mishnah, and then you wrap it up. Now, what you do with it, I'll get to in one moment when I talk about destroying the chametz. But you get rid of the chametz from your table, wash your hands, whatever it is, and then you can bring out the rest of your meal. Now, this applies both to your, both to your Friday night meal as well as your Shabbos day meal. Although your Shabbos day meal is going to be a bit more complicated because you have to get rid of the chametz and stop eating chametz by a certain time. But in both cases, smoothest option. Take out your lech mishnah on something disposable and then wrap it up and dispose of it. Now, let's go to Shabbos day. Shabbos day, we stop eating chametz by 11.14 a.m. That means your lechem mishnah portion of the meal should be finished, consumed, done by 11.14 a.m. on Shabbos day. That doesn't mean it has to be destroyed then. You have to stop eating. And we will be adjusting the schedule of minyanim and shul to ensure that you can get home and take care of that. Um, Then you have to destroy, get rid of your chametz by 12.28 p.m. on Shabbos morning. So how do you get rid of chametz? How do you destroy chametz? And we... Before we get rid of the chametz, so I make sure that the challah is finished by 11.14, and then we can continue eating the suda, continue, continue eating the meal, which consists of only Pesachtic food for as long as we want. Correct. But you'll probably want to break sometime in the middle. Because we have to destroy the chametz. Right. right. Okay. So now how do you destroy the chametz? So You can't burn it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so the easiest thing to do is take a small little crummy pieces and you, um, and you can flush it down the toilet. That's why it's a good idea to have just very little left over by this point in Shabbos. Um, if you're nervous to do that, and I understand that, um, or you have bigger pieces around, so you, what you could do with those is you can put those in your county bin, your green DeKalb County, um, chametz bin, (laughs) 
and you roll that off your property because you don't own the bin. And if it's off your property, it's not on your property. <laughs> Therefore, you're getting rid of chametz from your property on on uh, on the erev Pesach. So you're not destroying it, but you are getting rid of it. Okay. And is there anything I have to do to prepare my garbage to be able to move it around back and forth on Shabbos? That's a great question. This is one of the classic erev Yantiv questions that we get every single erev Yantiv. There's an issue of moving around your garbage. I'm going to tell you the solution without detailing all the issues. Uh, taking your garbage out to the curb is no problem. The problem is wheeling your garbage back in, let's say, on, on Monday uh, after it's been collected. You're moving your garbage can back in can be an issue of muksa. And therefore, the, what I suggest is take a water bottle or something usable that won't become disgusting in the trash and simply place it into your garbage on Friday. Don't worry about why. I'm just telling you what. We can talk about why separately. Take a small water bottle of any kind, place it into your green garbage can on Friday, and that will then allow you to move your garbage out when it's full or out to get rid of your chametz and then back in later on Sunday or Monday. Okay. So Friday night, I've eaten my challah rolls and gotten rid of the chametz and then eaten the rest of my Pesach took me off. Shabbos day, I've eaten my challah rolls by 11.15. 14. Sorry, whoa, 11.14. And then continue with my Pesach tik meal and either at the end or taking a break by 12.28, I've... Chametz free. I've gotten rid of all my chametz. In the toilet or... In the toilet or by... Garbage off your property. Right, exactly. Okay, but then we still have a third meal to deal with. That's right. Okay, so you've enjoyed your, uh, your meal. Now, what do we do with Shal Shabbos? Here's the, here's the deal. Here's the problem with Shal Shittas. There's no problem. Shal Shittas is lovely. Exactly. The problem is... Challenge, I believe, is the word. Exactly. So you can't have chametz after what time? Eating chametz? Yes. 11.14. A.M. And you can't own chametz past 12.28. Great. And what time are you supposed to stop eating matzah? The whole day. Exactly. Oh. I tried to trick you. <laughs> you can't have matzah. It's Erev Pesach. It's Erev Pesach. We don't have, Erev, we don't have matzah the whole Erev Pesach. Some have the minhag not to have it from Rosh Chodesh. Some have other minhagim. But the halacha is that we don't have matzah on Erev Pesach so that it's special for the seder, for the mitzvah of matzah coming up that night. So we don't have chametz. We don't have matzah. How do we have shalashudas? And by the way, for those of you who... Um, eat gebrachts, um, and if you have gebrachts around, but gebrachts means matzah products that come in contact with water. On Erev Pesach, uh, you're also not allowed to have baked gebrachts items. That's everybody, whether you brach or don't brach. We don't have... You didn't know that was a verb, did you? <laughs> we don't have um, uh, gebracht baked products on Erev Pesach because it's too matzah-like. Okay, so... No chametz, no matzah, and nothing even containing matzah. No baked uh, okay. gebrachts. Okay. Cooked gebrachts would be okay, but that still doesn't help you for washing. So what do you do? Two basic options. One option is to split your morning su'uda. So what that means is you're going to start eating fairly early. You stop after a short time, after you've had your lechem mishnah, uh, you eat a little bit, then you bench and take a break. Either take a 15, 20-minute break at home or take a little walk around the, the block, and then you come back and you wash again on, your, on some rolls. Uh, 
And uh, this is all before 11 14. a.m. on Shabbos morning because we have to have our, our we have to eat our chametz by then. So that's one option. And then your your second meal, you do the procedure we mentioned before, which is to consume the bread and then continue with your meal afterwards. That will make your shalashudas early on in the morning. The other way to deal with this, the other way to do it, is to have no bread for shalashudas. It is a hidra and halacha to have bread, but in this case, um, there's not, not much else we can do. There's even a opinion of the gra as quoted as, as saying that since we can't, there, therefore we don't. We therefore we don't have to have any bread for shalashudas. Uh, interesting side point. But the other option is to uh, have shalashudas out of something else that's not bread, like you know, just in the afternoon, sit down with your family, have some fish, have some fruit, potatoes, just get into the Pesach spirit kind of <laughs> early, some chips, potato chips, potato sticks. As Pesach thick as you can get. Yeah. So you can have, have other things. Also covered jelly rings. Yeah. <laughs> Macaroons. Uh, so you can have those, uh, those items in the afternoon and that will count for your Shalashudas, uh, just make sure you don't uh, stuff yourself, don't have too much uh, later in the day. So those are the two options how to do the Shalashudas. Number one is split your morning meal. Number two is to uh, have Shalashudas out of fruit or fish or things like that in the late afternoon. This is another one of those things that could seem stressful, but it's actually an advantage because very often people forget to eat on Arab Pesach afternoon. And here we um, have a mitzvah to eat. It's Shalashudas get the whole family together, have something prepared special, which is not heavy enough in order to ruin our appetite for the Seder, but is substantial enough in order that we should all be able to function and to behave like people <laughs> um, and going into the Seder and waiting until Shulchan Aruch in order to eat again. So um, that Shalashudis meal kind of takes the place of our traditional Erev Pesach meal, which is on my Pesach menu, just like every Yantif meal, is what are we, most importantly, what are we going to have Erev Pesach? Because that Erev Pesach meal is what allows us to kind of kick off the whole Yantif, um, the whole Yantif week in a good mood. So, and this time it's an actual mitzvah. Yeah, it's great. So uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of opportunity here um, on this Erev Pesach that falls out on Shabbos. To, uh, to get ready and to come into uh, the Seder like, like a mensch. Um, speaking of the Seder, we can't prepare for or set up the Seder until after nightfall. So you have some time. Uh, here it's going to be 8.31 p.m. this year. Um, you can't prepare, but there are certain things you can do. For example, we're going to be davening early. You're going to be tired. So you can take a nap on Shabbos afternoon. Um, and that's great. You just can't say that you're taking a nap in order to prepare for evening time. But if you're taking a nap on Shabbos, it's a totally normal thing to do. It's not considered to be active preparation. Uh, speaking of preparation, just a couple of notes of things that you are supposed to be, excuse me, things that you would be advised to do on Friday, on Arab Shabbos, moving back in time. Okay. These are you... things that might normally be done on Arab Pesach, but because they can't be done on Arab Pesach, need to be done by Friday. Okay, and they are? Um, preparing salt water, roasting the egg and the zeroah for the Seder plate, um, cleaning and checking lettuce leaves, chopping nuts, or more likely preparing the entire charoses, grating horseradish if you need it, 
and um, remembering to light a long outside candle on Friday night that will be lit for um, lighting two nights of the end of candles. Right, so that's for Matzi Shabbos and also for Sunday night. Right. Okay, and there, are, there I saw some advice, if possible, to have the Seder set up already from before Shabbos, eat somewhere else on Shabbos, and then you really don't have anything to do uh, coming into the Seder, because it's, it's a nice thing, uh, not just a nice thing. Halacha uh, dictates that we should start the Seder as soon as we can after nightfall. So this year makes it a little trickier because we can't really prepare or set up for the Seder until nightfall. So we should do what we can, think of good ideas to help that along as soon as possible after Shabbos. Right, again, but like everything else, those things need to be practical. So if you... Um, are going to set something up and be stressed the entire Shabbos that it not be messed up, so then it doesn't help to then it doesn't help to set it up. But if you can put things in such a way that setting up will be quick, or that you can put it into a place where it won't get disturbed, then um, your Shabbos will be that much more restful, and the beginning of Yantif will be that much more smooth. Amen.